Hello and welcome back to Just Another Football Podcast. Back again, I'm joined by George and Fergal tonight for a bit of a Chelsea therapy session, uh, amongst other stuff. Boys, how are you doing? Yeah, very well, very well. Um, well, not so well with Chelsea. Nice to hear that, George. But yeah, yeah, no. Um, generally, myself, I'm doing well. My fo- footballing opinions, not so much, or footballing, um, yeah, things, not so well. Fergal, how are you doing, fun? Um, not so good. Not so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of this Chelsea team. <laughs> Let's get into why you're not and, doing so um, good. And then Abramovich might be saying, "No, I, I do want that 1.5 billion." Yeah, yeah. He, funnily enough, he's not the charitable philanthropist that maybe some people on on football Twitter might have you believe. Um, yeah. In fact, he is a hard nosed businessman. Who'd have guessed? Um. We'll get into that maybe a bit later on, but I want to touch on Chelsea. We'll start with Chelsea. Um, another loss at the weekend against a fired-up Everton. Frank Lampard, get him on over his old club. Um, we'll talk about the ramifications for them in a bit, but on the Chelsea side of it, I suppose like looking more big-picture, guys, like how concerned are you with the form sort of since the end of December, really? It's been mainly 2022. It's been quite patchy. You've obviously fallen well out of the title race. Um, I don't think you're in a top four race. You guys might disagree, but I don't think you'll quite get dragged into that. Um, but how concerned are you with the form this season, particularly given the objectives going into it? Um, I'm concerned because I feel like we, we were saying the same thing this time last year mm-hmm. um, about a lot of the issues. But going forward, it's it's not great. Um. And and sort of the Champions League form covered that up, um. And you know, if 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 we if we perform, if if we get over the line against Madrid, then you're probably looking at the same thing again and going, oh, what a great season! So it is that difference of a of a cup competition run that's that changed the outlook of the season, um. Which you know you shouldn't really rely on that, um. But yeah, it's it's similar to what we were saying last season. Is like that, it there's it, just not enough going forward. Um, we thought Lukaku would solve that. It's just, it's 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 not great, and it, it the fact that Tuchel hasn't worked it out and he's not getting the best out of the the forward options after spending the money he did on Lukaku as well. It's uh, it's worrying to see that, um, and yeah, I think it might just be. The, I think in fairness, I think the form at the moment might be down to a couple of factors. I think, I think there's a lot of players that are probably tired and maybe can look to Tuchel to not that he's maybe overplayed a couple of players. Um, I think I think the Chelsea situation it looks like it might be having an effect at the moment like with the with the ownership. I think the the fact that like Rudiger decided to leave, I can imagine that's maybe unsettled a couple of other players. The fact that that's now official, I thought we might be able. To, he might hold on until Chelsea's ownership gets sorted out, but he decided to to leave before then. I do think that he would have stayed if we had been able to offer him a contract. Um, but he did want an awful lot of money, so that was another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. The, it's there's just a number of things that are, are going wrong, and again, I, I I feel like in hindsight now, I don't think we're too far forward on from last season, and I'm saying the same thing again that we need a yeah. massive clear out before we sign too many players coming in. Um, um, kind of similar to to United, not in in uh, as bad a situation, but. And the answers are a bit clearer to this question. I'm going to say is is which players do we back to um to move forward with and make an, a spine around? Yeah. And which and which players do do you move on? And some of them have made that decision for us. But I think a lot of them in the forward area, particularly, we're going to have to. There's going to be um especially with the wingers. The wingers is they're all pretty much in the same situation of of this you know it, it, hot and cold form have good moments bad moments and then flatter to deceive 
Um, and it's only it's for me in the forward area. It's only really Kai Harvest that I'd be and Met Mount that I would. Uh, yeah, I think those two that I would definitely be keeping, and anyone else could be could go. And I, I don't think I'd be too worried. Mm. I think I think Tuchel's the same as well. I mean, I put this in the show notes. I think when you look at what you've got to do in the summer. I think the problem you've got is you've got three defenders leaving, so you're going to need to sign defenders, and then you've got Chilwell coming back from you know a long-term injury, so you might need to get cover there. Um, but Tuchel also doesn't trust any of the forwards, really, apart from, as you said, Mount and Havertz, and I, I wouldn't really say Mount is a forward. If you went to a four-at-the-back formation, he wouldn't be playing in a front three. No. Um, so... It, 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 there's just a lot of work to be done now. Like I, 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 I'll come to you in a minute on it, George. I'm not as down on it from kind of a removed perspective. Take the emotion out of it. When I look at Chelsea, I still think they're a good team. Like you know, they outplayed Real Madrid and probably should have gone through and with a better strike. I mean, you swap the strikers around, you go through. Um, as you say, that's not good enough. It shouldn't just hinge on knockout football. Um, but like when I watch them, like Chelsea are the better team in you know ninety percent of the games they play. They're clearly still a good side. Yeah. It's not like when you mentioned Man United. Man United are bad. They're not a good side. They don't dominate games. They don't um, have that sort of firepower throughout the team. Whereas Chelsea, I think what you said is right that they're a bit they're a bit goal shy. They don't score enough goals. Um, I think, I think then that, that that puts pressure on the defense of the, of the like, to and they've started conceding more. Yeah, and and we've more. got. I saw a good start with with the weekend with us us making a mistake that since the start of the season before, we have fourteen errors leading to goals, and the only mm. other team ahead of us is Everton on fifteen. Um, which wow. I I think you could Ridgeball. say maybe that's unlucky, maybe that's personnel, mm. um, whatever. But um, it's just an interesting start, um. But yeah, it, I, 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 there's, there's, there's quite a lot I would like to change about the team, um, in terms of formation. I think I'd like yeah. to move away from. Well, one, one point before George, you come in is that I think we haven't played well and got a result since Juventus. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, I, I have. Now we've played, we've played well enough in some years, but we haven't had like a. I like a re- like a title ch- looking like a title challenger, looking unstoppable since that Juventus game where we beat them four 0 There's been games like Madrid where we played really, really well, and then the result didn't come with it. And the the League Cup finals the same, um, and both those are in cup competitions where you, where that costs you dearly. Um, but yeah, that it there's there's lots of little things that are going on with Chelsea. I agree, it's not the end of the world, but we were we were expecting to be challenging for the title. Um and mm. we're miles short of that and that's really disappointing. And yeah. it does do you wanna, like do you wanna come in on this, George? It does feel like we're a long way away from from, from Man City and Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think for me, obviously this time last year, or at least sorry, after after the Champions League win, Tuchel's position was uh, unmoving. You you there was no way or even indication that he wouldn't be there for for you know the whole of this season i now think his the situation's almost becoming to the point where I, i'd be backing to maybe look for someone else if there was someone better on the market i don't think there is i don't think, I, I don't think there is and i think he deserves to have another year um which is so strange because usually uh, i'm the chelsea fan that says we we shouldn't sack a manager you know, I backed Frank, um, I backed uh, Di Matteo. Um, it, I was, I even thought um, Villas Boas should have more time, which is ridiculous, to be fair, um, and might come up again in one of our later debates about about United and and, and whatnot. But um, mm. for for me, uh, yeah. th- there are positives though in terms of if you look at the defenders that are going out in terms of Aspie and. Rudiger or potentially Aspie and Rudiger, um, we can move away from that back five. Uh, I think with those defenders, it, it was clearly it was just too much of a risk to play a back four. Um, it now looks like getting rid of Zuma or kicking Cats aside um, was a bad decision. I, I think he's better than Mal- Malangsar. I think he's better than Christiansen. I think he's better than Aspie as well. At this stage in his in, in his career, 
Yeah, I think there's there was just a lot of mistakes in the transfer market. I think there's a huge number of mistakes. You know, getting you know when when James went out injured, we, we were looking at Livermento's form at Southampton and going, "Wow, I really wish we had a backup right wing back um, that, that that we could use." And I think a lot of the blame should fall on Tuchel. I think he's got a lot wrong in 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 the transfer market. I don't know how much. I think he he gets a, a fair amount uh, of say, or at least I hope he does. But I'm not too. I think he had a say over. Uh, mm. or Magnan Sar. Yeah, yeah. Would you? Yeah, and Gurhi, That's uh, someone I I did completely. Uh, yeah, overlooked. I mean, again, like you said, I would say Gurhi is a better player than Malang. So I'd probably say he's better. Tamori. Oh, all three of the guys you Tamori, like. Are. Yeah. Um, that's frank. That's a frank decision. Um, mm. I mean, I'm you know, not happy about either. But the, the, Chelsea will always have money to to cover up mistakes or. Well, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not certain now, and that no. makes it even worse. I don't and know. Then... I think it's fairly certain with the bids that are coming in. I think, I think Chelsea will will have money to spend, and we always will. We 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 bring in a lot of capital as well. We're not one of these teams that have to fake sponsorships. We do have a large. You're running at a loss, George. The, 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 I think the point is, George, you're not. <laughs> You're not going to have kind of this approach where mistakes can just be written off. I, you, you're right mm-hmm. when you point out, like, you're, you're, it's not like you're just going to go back to the days of, you know, cars behind the goals and all that sort of stuff. But equally, you're not just going to be able to write, like, how many poor signings Chelsea have made over the years? And everybody makes them, but it, it kind of doesn't matter. It's like, okay, write that off, go for another one next year. You know, paying managers out of their it's, contracts it's unbelievable that, years like... in advance. But yeah, I think the manager some... thing is more significant than the players. But Chelsea have such a, such a large number um, of players to shift on every season. So mm. Deadwood that covers for most of the signings. Now I'm not saying we we always are in the net positive. We're not. That would be, that'd be a lie. However, and yes, we do run at a loss, but the loss is largely due um, to wage expenditure and also paying out managers now i think not not re-signing rudiger is a massive step towards fixing the wage structure at chelsea i mean callum hudson Odoi is on far too money much money rudiger does not deserve 200k above 200k i just i'm sorry he just doesn't that's Mm. just not not tenable well no not when not when you consider my my opinion changed on the rudiger thing i was firstly annoyed at chelsea but then the the amount of money that he ended up being asking for it i was like yeah as you said it doesn't work within the structure it was a lot it was a lot over 200 from what i was yeah yeah i was uh, 300 yeah 350 yeah yeah up to four um i I do understand it yeah Mm. go on i think you wanted to say something paul um well it's, it's interesting as well the amount of I think it's going to be a big summer for summer for Chelsea. Well, it is because there's yeah. new owners. They're going to have to make their mark. Um, we'll see how willing they're they are to spend money uh, on the on the team. What they're what they're willing to write off, especially being the first transfer window. Are they able to just go? Yeah, we'll write off Lukaku. Um, we're not. We'll just get rid of him and and fix the team. But there's. There's a lot of, I like I went I went through it in my head the amount of players that have been linked away and getting talked about away are near the end of their career and um, yes yeah, a lot uh, there's a lot there's like Jorginho Sar can't play ever play for Chelsea again <laughs> I, I'm so like he's just not up to it no, um, not. no. so like you you've Rudiger Christensen Aspicueta might go it's not guaranteed. But he could go. Uh, I don't know if he should go either because we genuinely might need him for cover just because of how many other people that um, that have, are going. Jorginho could go. Alonso's getting linked away. Um, and you've got front line of Lukaku, Werner, and all the other wingers. Genuine, well, any of them could go, and I think it'll be a case of who gets bids and who doesn't as to yeah. as to who stays. Um. And so you're talking like you're talking like half the starting eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, Kepa could go as well. Um, yeah, Alonso. And there's a lot of senior seniority in there. There's Rudiger, Jorginho, Aspiri Creative. He goes be massive. Alonso. A lot of big senior players 
yeah, that um, and it's been talked about how crucial Rudiger is to Tuchel in terms of uh, being a leader in the team. Um, so it's it's gonna be it's 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 not gonna be an easy summer to replace all that. We also haven't got from what I've been hearing about the the current youth crop coming through. Yeah. We haven't got those players replaced like we did last summer. Yeah. Um, Cowell and Gallagher and possibly Gilmore could come in. Gilmore probably needs another loan. But the other two, I, I'd be happy enough for them to come in. But in terms of the lads coming straight out of the academy, I'm pretty sure it's quite a young group that's currently in the academy for, for the age group and they're actually not doing that well because of that. So they're like a couple of years away, a, a good few of them. Um, and so there's just a lot up in the air um and a lot of change needs to be made to switch to a four at the back we need a defensive mid to a many yep. who we were constantly getting linked with and talked about now being heavily linked with liverpool um and amongst other clubs and now we can't move for any players i don't want Declan rice no, we, I could, don't. we, could, we could end up getting that <laughs> i think i think the positive to to spin this po- in in a positive light is that you, you know we speak about you know maybe being a bit smarter with our transfers and and yes we do need a rebuild but we can certainly ad- hopefully adopt a Liverpool Arsenal model where we're we're bringing in younger uh, players. Arsenal aren't there, there. Don't get don't okay, get them. Okay. Don't put them in the same bracket Not as yet. Liverpool. Um, yeah, but the you know the 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 model where we're we're yeah. we're paying less. For players one because we've not got that big tag anymore as sort of oil oil money tag where naturally you have to pay more you have to pay a premium um yeah. you know man city have to pay far more than they actually you know should for players chelsea have had to in, in, in and I'm, I'm not saying that as a oh poor chelsea i'm saying just as a fact Matter chelsea of fact, need to pay yeah. yeah pay more than than most clubs that that maybe after a year that sort of um uh, perception sort of dies down. We we start paying less for for players. It, it only dies down if we don't go into deals that are. If, yeah, if we don't do ridiculous deals, which which means we might uh, like that's the hard thing. You might have to end up losing out on on some on some deals because yeah. you're you're trying yeah, but, not to be that club anymore. My my only worry is can Tuchel rebuild a club? A club? I don't really. I mean, I I guess he did so um, with Dortmund a little bit after Klopp left, but I'm I'm slightly i'm slightly worried about him as our future manager and i know that just sounds ridiculous entitled but can he transition into a four at the back will he transition into a four at the back and is he really going to give space to players like um uh you know conor gallagher and is he going to get the best out of them i don't know if he's I, I, I don't know i, I, I there's a lot I, of doubt I, I, in my mind at the moment I, i'd agree with a lot of that i think the fact that we haven't improved attacking-wise uh, over the course of a season, really, yeah. is... Now, I, I, I give him credit in that, or, like, chill on, on James, massive miss. James, especially for his creative numbers, totally get that, especially when they were starting to be used and coming inside. That was yeah. actually looking exciting. It looked like he could get another couple of seasons out of straight at the back if, if you sort of revolutionise it in the way that it looked like it was going. Maybe yeah. there is a future there, but the uh, like the fact that the uh, attack without that them two players, we've been really poor attacking. Really, really hasn't poor. been able to get a, a tune out, do... of, out of everybody, anybody consistently mm. apart from yeah. apart from Mount. Really, do, um, does it does it come down to Lukaku or Tuchel in this summer? Like, do we have do we no, have to, to get rid of Lukaku? Tuchel wins that. I don't. I uh, for me, I I think I don't think so. Uh, well, I, I, uh, ninety million pounds, and I don't think we recoup that or anywhere. But near ninety that. million pounds, and it's not the new owners who bought. That, that's yeah. It's, they don't have ownership over. I, I, I know, that, but I, I still. Million. I I well. I, in fact, I don't even know if I prefer Tuchel or, or Lukaku. And I know that sounds ridiculous. I I think some another manager that can get a tune out of Lukaku that. And I, I believe that that potential is there would be more lucrative than. Do you think Conte could win for Chelsea? 
Inadvertently. I do know. The audio listeners, George has a wry smile on his face, shrugging his shoulders. I've got to be consistent here, given what I said about Pogba last week, and I didn't agree with the excuses being made for him. It's mm. exactly the same for Lukaku. When you cost yeah. 90 million, you've got to be a self-starter. It can't be yeah. on a manager to have to build the team around you yeah. and, and have the perfect, as Ali likes to call it, working conditions yeah. uh, to succeed. I think um, I think he's got a lot to answer for. It was quite damning, actually, on, on Sunday. Chelsea chasing a goal, not really threatening, looking like they need a presence up front. You never thought Lukaku was coming on, did you? I mean, he was just glued to that bench. Yeah. I just could not yeah, see him and coming on. And you no hope even if he did come on. No. Um, no, quite rightly, he's not coming on. Like, there's a reason, you know? Like, he's been playing that poorly. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think there's something deeper there. But but, but, but potentially that's me, me being naive. Um, hmm. I mean, I, 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 I definitely yeah. think... I definitely think... We, like there's constantly on Chelsea Twitter you'll see pro Lukaku and against Lukaku a lot of the pro camp would say he's not get he's making loads of good runs similar to what the pro Werner camp were saying he's getting mm. like the two of them like to play in behind a lot of the time and they're not getting yeah. picked out um and again is that that and that's a Tuchel problem if like yeah, in yeah, that definitely. regard um but yeah not neither of them been good enough in the rest of the play to really justify like. Like, oh, you're really not getting the best out of them. They really haven't shown anything. Um, and Ver- Werner's mini purple patch seems to have died off cliff. Um, a, couple, a few good games. and he's, uh, Yeah, I was good while it lasted. Fair play to him. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> like Chelsea, very inconsistent. Yeah. I want to just yeah. quickly talk about Everton um, yeah. before we move on. I think uncertainty is the word with Chelsea. They're not in turmoil, but there's just kind of a lot that's up in the mm. air. Going there's, in a lot, there's a lot that's up in the air. A lot, a lot of... A lot of big decisions need to be made on players yeah. on the club, on strategy moving forward. It, just to, talk, to finish off on Tuchel. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I, I think that he... Um, it would not surprise me if he, if he got sacked next season. Mm. It, it, mm. His his track record of falling out with people above him, the way that... Um, the way that this summer's going and the way that like there could be a max exodus but just might not suit him. Things might not go his way, and then if you if you, if you go into a bad run at all, then then that could be game over. So I it would not surprise me if he if he got sacked next year. Yeah. It's Agreed. a massive summer window for Chelsea to mm. to to yeah. basically build half a new squad. Um, it, put it like this: if half a squad isn't rebuilt, um, we're not going to be anywhere near the title. Um. And if if we do do it, then there's a lot of change that might yeah. go wrong either way. So yeah, it, it it's a slim a slim chance come come the end of the window. I think that we will be looking like title challengers because there's a lot to do and a lot that needs doing, and and we it, there's a lot of questions within that. Yeah. I think it would be hard enough, let alone when you factor the fact that you're going to have new owners coming in. They might look to rebuild mm. the infrastructure internally, whether that means getting people in for recruitment. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. There's a lot that's up in the air. Um, quickly on Everton, big win, gutsy win. I mean, it wasn't pretty. There was a lot of shit shithousery going on, but they needed to win. They needed to respond to Burnley's victory, um, and they did that. Where does this leave the relegation battle, do we think? I really, I really, oh God, I just want Leeds to get relegated. I, <laughs> my bias is just overflowing. I can't, I can't conceal it. I just, I would absolutely adore. I'd be, it'd just be, it'd be just so much happiness. But on that, I think Everton are probably still favourites to go down. Yeah, at risk of like jinxing it, because I'm very superstitious and we've got Leeds this coming weekend. I think yeah. when you look at their next two games being Arsenal and Chelsea, there's a yeah. good chance that they lose both. And yeah. then, and I know you're struggling at the moment, but there's like you'd still expect to beat Leeds. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm worried <laughs> for Leeds. I have to say, I, I am worried for them because yeah. the other two teams have got a bit more momentum, I think. Everton looked we like they could grind last games week, out. Didn't we? You asked us who's the favourite to go down. He said it's hard to bet against the team with momentum. Um, yeah. And, um, and at that point, Everton didn't have it. No, uh, you know, Chelsea, uh, Lampard calls in a favour. They've got the momentum now, um, and um, and Leeds don't. So I, I still think like 
momentum is a hard thing to shift, but it does only take one one game. Yeah, that's the thing. I, no, no one would have said the momentum was with Burnley when they lost like six the last yeah, seven yeah. or whatever, and they and sat down. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just think if you get a couple of wins, like that is what it. If you win a couple of games in a row down there, that's all it takes. It's not like you're Liverpool and City having to win every week. Like it doesn't take loads. Um, but I think Everton with the home games against Brentford, against Palace, they're going to be important because they're still they're still flaky away from home. So yeah. and look, look, if 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 Mike Jackson can can uh, get thrillers like that every week and uh, then you know the, the Burnley will stay up. That's... Ben Me, it's Ben Me, mate. He's magic. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely he's magic in the dugout. Ben Me, in my opinion, is a better manager, manager than he's a he's a better manager than Ralph Ranick, which yeah. kind of brings me on quite nicely actually to. Uh, my next discussion point of the podcast. Um, look, I tweeted something out last night. It was slightly tongue-in-cheek, but then I sort of sat on it and I thought, well, not really. And it was, to the, it was along the lines of, I think you could make an argument that he's one of the worst appointments in Premier League history. Now, I just want to make clear, I think he managerially, forget all the other stuff, because you just can't judge him on a consultancy basis. There's a lot of stuff that goes on there. Like, you can't judge him on the conversations he's having internally with people. Like, when people go to me, oh, but he's telling them he, he's outed who's not good enough. Well, you don't know that. You know, you, all you get is what he says in press conferences and what goes on on the pitch. When, let's face it, what you're talking about, there's a lot of speculation there. So I'm just judging him on what he's produced as a manager since he's come in, because that's what he's currently employed to do. And you can judge the consultancy stuff later on. But I think since he's come in, they've played 22 games in the league. At the time of him coming in, they were two points off top four, um, right behind Arsenal and Spurs. So they were well in it. It's not like they were well out the running for top four. It was perfectly attainable if they went on a you know good run for the rest of the season. Mm. He's got the lowest win ratio of any Manchester United manager post Sir Alex Ferguson. So that is the likes of David Moyes, Luke Van Gaal, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. They've all been criticised heavily, right? Wow. They've all been... Those guys have been vilified, for, and you know maybe deservedly so. Mourinho's in there as well. Um, you know, in the cup competitions, out in the FA Cup to Middlesbrough, out of the first opportunity in the Champions League to Atletico Madrid. And then I look at them, and I look at the style of play. What is it? You know, this guy's supposed to be the godfather of Gagan pressing, and so I thought at least what will happen here. I thought there's two outcomes: either he'll come in and he'll just get them all together and try and grind out results for the rest of the season. And it's just results first. We need to get top four and we'll fix it over the summer. Or he's coming in and this is the way we're playing. We're going to transition to this and going forward, what we're going to do here is we're going to see who's up to it and who's not. And the problem is they've done neither. The, the results have been yeah. poor and the performances yep. have been poor. And it's, they've not just been poor. No clear style of play. There's no clear style of play. They pressed for 30 minutes against Crystal Palace. And since then, I've seen no evidence yeah, no, of it. No. So I just think when you look at it through, through what is essentially a manager's remit, which is to get results and implement a style of play. And I know he's an interim, but let's face it. What did he say in his first press conference? He said, if I think it's the right thing, I will recommend myself for the manager's job. So there was all, and I don't think it was ever a realistic possibility, but in his mind, he was angling for it a little bit. He was chancing his arm. Let's face it. I think he was mm -hmm. coming in and thinking, do you know what? He's at what? Spartak Moscow previously. I'll come in. This is a good opportunity for me. He was very yeah. specific about the terms he wanted before he accepted the deal. And I think he thought, I'll chance my arm here. I might go on a good run to the end of the season and get myself the job for two years, like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did. Set the results have been life. terrible. The results yeah. have been absolutely terrible. Now, I know people, and I'm not just talking about your, your average football Twitter fan. I know people, personally. I, that, people. I know people. <laughs> I know people. That, that's um, not a threat, by the way. He's just No, no just yeah. declaring it. Just, uh, yeah, just, just, just get out of that. Yeah, I know people. You don't want to mess with me. <laughs> good, good friends of mine, right, and Man United fans. I know they're reasonable people. They don't get carried away. I, and I've asked them, like, do, do you think I'm being unfair? Like, do you think maybe this kind of... Where I'm saying he's the one of the worst in the Premier League, maybe that's a bit too far. And they said they think he's been brilliant. I, I mean, I cannot understand for the life of me how you can possibly say a guy that's come in, the football's been bad and they've got bad results, has been brilliant. And it's kind really, of this idea mate, that the, the money I'd equivalent of Thai. 
<laughs> it's kind of this idea that he's basically shown how bad everything is, both through them losing games, which isn't a good thing, <laughs> right? They're broken. But, but they also, broken. but also honesty in press conferences. Now, I think he's in a very, very uh, specific situation where I think it became pretty obvious he wasn't getting the job permanently, that he was going to be going into a consultancy role at the end of the season, which God knows what that means because he's off to manage Austria. So it's clearly not that big of a role. It's not going to take up that much of his yeah. time if he's doing international management uh, concurrently with that. And I think, do you know what? That gives him free reign. He can come out and say these players are shit. Like, he actually can. He's in a position where... He's not going to be relying on them going forward. He knows his role at the club is going to be pretty He can minimal, burn bridges if he wants, like, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't need to keep these players yeah. on side. And I think, you know, people, people will tell you he's played a part in this structural reform. How? How? What, by showing that they're not a good football team? Yeah, you can't yeah, seriously be crediting yeah. him with that. I don't understand can't, that can't as an give, argument. It might be true. That, of like, course it's true. It, it, I don't disagree. Yeah, it, it, that it's, it's shown him to be terrible and know who to pick, but you can't give him credit for that. I think the guy talks a lot of sense. I think this is why people like him, because actually the yeah. way he speaks, the way he communicates, he seems like a very articulate guy that knows, I think he knows what is required, but that's one thing. Actually getting it is a completely yeah. different thing. You know, yeah. he comes out every week. The one thing that sticks in my mind every single week, he comes out and talks about control controlling games have they controlled one football mm. match under him like seriously can you remember even the Brentford win I wouldn't say it was like completely dominant control they definitely kept it at arm's length but Brentford did like did have a control of it at times mm. like yeah I, I, I think when when you're looking at the, the body of evidence which is there not what he's saying in press conferences because let's face it I think anyone could do a good press conference put me in the press conference room and I'll say the right things I'm yeah, pretty yeah, confident absolutely. right yeah, yeah. You've got to judge guys on what they deliver. You know, there's too many intangibles that people are trying to credit him with. You know, he wasn't responsible yeah. for getting Eric Ten Hag as manager. It's pretty um, well known he wasn't influential in that, in that selection process. It was taken above his head. The results he's, he's achieved with that playing group have been really, really average. I don't think they're a particularly good playing group. I'm not... In it, none of this is in any, by any means a defence of the players that are there because they are a toxic bunch of charlatans yeah, yeah. and they need binning. I don't disagree with him when he, when he sort of talks about the fact that it's going to require a big rebuild. But when I judge him on what he's been there to do, it's to manage the team to the end of the season, to get results. Yeah. It's not been to give a good press conference telling everybody how bad it is. And actually... I was just going to say, even if you're going to be kind to him and go, right, okay... This team is so bad and actually long-term isn't beneficial to grind out results. What what they need is is, is a transformation and a clear mm. style going forward. That that hasn't been done yeah. either. So like even yeah. if you're trying to be kind to him, not the like, oh, he's, it's not about results now, it's about the future, it's about this and that. Yeah. There hasn't been any clear progress. Maybe it, it is due to be, it being halfway through the season, but... It, like even so, I, I like he. The fact that he's binned off is is it, the, like the four triple two. Um, he abandoned and, it after four games. Yeah, four games it took. They the, played the it. That I think that it was, was Newcastle like, and Norwich, wasn't it? Those two yeah, games. Yeah, it was like just... oh, this is a new manager, new style of play. You know, Gagan Preston, godfather of of German football. Here we go. Mm. And um, it's it, it he abandoned is his philosophies like so yeah. And to get results, and then he I hasn't think... got that either. So it's, mm. he hasn't really got a leg to stand on in terms of on pitch performances and results. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's been a bunch of square pegs in round holes from 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 the, from the Man United board. One, obviously, or, and also Ragnar himself. You know, bringing in Ronaldo, uh, and and Ronaldo still playing under under Ragnik, it, it pretty much proves his his whole philosophy. Um, that he's having to rely on Ronaldo for what I think it how how many goals has uh, has Ronaldo had to, to score? I, I saw a stat the other day from ESPN. It was like last ten goal contributions, right? It like listed yeah. the scores. It was Ronaldo, 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 Ronaldo. I think there was Fred was one of them, and it was just Ronaldo yeah. was the other nine. Yeah, um, it, he's it, carried it, them. It's, he's absolutely carried them, and that was one of the criticisms of of. Solskjaer. In fact, I, I could probably argue that Solskjaer would be in a better position right now in the league 
than than Ragnik, and I don't think mm. that's a crazy, I, I think... crazy statement. Uh, he's he's not got rid of toxic players. He's not been able to, like you said, install uh, a style of play. Uh, I remember, I remember there was a, a manager. Was it Frank De Boer that came in for Crystal Palace and he yeah, lost yeah, every single games. game? He lost, every, he lost every single game. Didn't score a single goal, but mm. he had a philosophy, and he had a yeah. philosophy. And it's like, well, there's no point. And it, uh, and and once you start losing four or five games, I remember. I, they also tried to shift that philosophy. Mm. You, you, vibe, you can't have both. You can't lose. No, I, I remember he had a press conference where he was asked about, like, um, have you asked the players to play a different way? And the board was like, no, I don't know why. I don't know why they're passing it from side to side. <laughs> basically, <laughs> he's basically trying to say he, he wasn't yeah. trying to make a massive philosophy change. Which I've had yeah. mm. the time. I think your your overarching question though, Harry, the the one that you know the clickbait uh, title uh, is is Ralph Rang the worst ever appointment. I think that might be a bit far, but if we take it step by step, so the first step being is he the worst Man United appointment since Sir Alex left the club? Yes, worst managerial appointment. Yeah, managerial absolutely. Appointment. But by saying that as well. I'm not blaming him for the mess that no, they're in. Yeah, He's inherited yeah, yeah. a bad squad, low on morale. Well, it's not him, a bad squad, in... is it? It's, oh, it? I think it is. I think no, it's, it's a terrible it's, squad. I mean, they've got they've got aspects of that squad. I know, but it's a hard be competing. It, it, it should it, be. It, there's no. There's no. Um, it's more the toxicity for me. It's the yeah, attitude, but also yeah. I think yeah. stylistically. There's no coherence there. You've got you three think... or four different like play styles. You've got players that suit counter attack. Players that suit. Uh, Tiki Taka, you know, I, 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 they don't have anyone that presses high. I'll tell you that much. I just don't yeah, think yeah. there's a uniform uh, playing style within that squad. But I, I, I like by saying he's the worst that they've had. I'm just judging him off what he's produced. I'm not yeah. blaming him for the mess that they're in. I'm not. Bl- I don't like the idea of an interim manager. I think they threw the season there and then. It's not his fault he was made interim manager. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah. that's undermined him in terms of maybe he didn't feel like he could come in and implement a style because. The players aren't going to have it if they don't believe in it and they know he's going at the end of the season. Maybe he, he thought they'd it. give up on him. Yeah. So I'm not set, I'm not blaming him for everything. But has, there, the been, a, has time, there been a worse interim manager? I mean, Big Dunk done better than him. Um... I think on top of that, I think what, what you're try, trying to sort of say as well, Harry, is that it, it's the worst appointment, as in the board holds so much responsibility on it? top it's of... It's their fault. On top of the managerial performance so mm. that sort of criteria of actual results managerial you know performances as well of performance so results performance of the team and then on top of that what the club were trying to do with the appointment as in um the, the more the theory side of things rather than practical every bit of it every criteria it was. It's just a mess. It mm. is an absolute mess. It was a poor decision to to point, appoint an interim manager for what nine months. Yeah, it, it's insane. It's insane. It's too long. It once you do that, it is really writing off the season. Although yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with writing off the season, which sounds metal for United. I think it kind of did need to be done. To but, like, but then, the worst thing they yeah. could have done is is appoint another long-term manager that didn't suit but yeah, what i think yeah what i think Fergal, if you're doing that and you're right to say like they, they shouldn't have gone for someone that would have been uh, you know like, give him a three-year deal and he's just not even Con- people are saying conte and i don't i don't know if that solves the problem either but I, what i was, I, get, what I was gonna or, say or it doesn't solve the ambition of who they want their manager to be i think it's- had they appointed brangnick and then, like, a couple of weeks later, they go, yeah, we've given Randy the job and Ten Hag will be our manager at the end of the season. And you're just committed to that and you believe this guy is the man. And we're going to wait to him because we can't get him out of his contract, even though that's bullshit. And they definitely yeah, could have a massive yeah. club. Um, this is our guy. I think the thing that undermines that for me is up until recently, but with everything you've sort of led to believe, what you read in the papers and online and that, they've kind of been umming and ahhing between Pochettino and Ten Hag. You yeah. know, they haven't decided which one it was going to be. And I think when when you're doing that, it undermines the idea that, look, we have a process. We're going to wait for the right man. Well, you're still weighing it up with a few weeks of the season left to go. It just makes a complete shambles of the whole thing. I I think what it is, though, for me, I think the reason I suppose I feel quite strongly about this is 
I'll come back to it. I see people praising him. It's one thing saying that he's not responsible for this, but actively praising him for a good press conference. I'm sorry, you could get a fan to go into the dressing room and tell you who aren't good enough out of the players. Like, that is not hard to do. That is not a skill. Saying to everyone, they're not good enough, they're not good enough, they're not good enough. I can speak on this as a fan. We've had it at Arsenal before where... People go, oh, they're not listening to us enough. Like, they've got to do this. Got to... No, I don't want them to listen to the fans. I want them to know better than the fans. I want them yeah. to be one step ahead. You know, the, being a good mm-hmm. manager or being a good technical director is not listening to what the fans want and doing it because they're fans at the end of the day. Like, there's a reason they're not running football clubs and in positions of power. So I, I just, I, I, like, I'll, I'll come back to it. I don't think he's the worst. I think that was a bit, like, of hyperbole. But... I he's think he's there. been awful. I think he's been really, really bad. I think like what they've produced under him has been nothing short of a shambles at times. And however much he might want to abdicate responsibility from it all, he is a big part of that in terms of this is the way they've played under him. He can't distance himself from that. Yeah. What, what, what is, what is the biggest title we could give to, to Ragnar? Is, is it worst, worst, worst uh, Man United appointment since Sir Alex? Could you go top six? I think he's been the biggest like disappointment because everything I was hearing when he came in was mm. he's the godfather yeah. of Gagan pressing and you know he's made Klopp and Tuchel. I thought, okay, yeah. this fella's going to come in and they might not get it right at all times, but what you're going to see is they're going to press the bollocks off everything and it's going to be fun to watch. It's been dreadful. Like as George yeah. said, I don't necessarily agree. I think Solskjaer was, he was done. Like the players just weren't playing for him. Yeah. So I don't think he could have continued. I think it was untenable. But the fact that it's even a debate whether they should yeah. have kept him over getting this guy in, it kind of tells you that he's not done a good job as a manager. I don't care about all the other stuff. You can't judge that because you're not seeing it. You can't accredit him with stuff that you have no evidence that he's been influential in. I, I, I just can't yeah. understand that. Most most disappointing Premier League manager in, in Premier League history. Most disappointing manager. Oh, that's a good way of putting it. Actually, it, it, I think rather than is. worse. I think, I, 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 I think it's better to say the, the way that you said it before and put a point appointment in because it, it, it's hmm. not all in him. I mean, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Most disappointing. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's just not. It's just fallen so flat. Especially when you think, okay, they, they've come out in the first thirty minutes against Palace, and this is going to be the way they play. And I know you always get a new manager bounce, but yeah. it's just been such... I mean, I've loved it. I love seeing... Yeah, I've loved it as well. I, re- yeah. I really do. But if you're judging it for what it has been, it's been a complete disappointment. It's been Connect- such a... F- yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to call you. Can any Man United fan truly, in their heart, genuinely say that they are happy with the situation they are in? I... I mean, that's but a lot of it, George, a lot of it as well is is this kind of blind optimism. And it might, be, it might bear fruit that they're projecting onto Ten Hag. They feel like this guy's going to come in and save them. That That's honestly generally the sentiment among Man United fans that have any optimism. It's all on Ten Hag. Now, how you're accrediting Ranić with any of that, well, I, that's, I do That's the know. problem, isn't it? He's I don't the get the connection there. Yeah, no, but they not, they yeah. basically feel like they've been listened to over getting him in over Poch and that this guy's going to come in, he's going to rip it all up and they're going to be playing great football next season. I'm telling you now, if they're 7th in the league next year playing shit football and not going anywhere... People will have a very, very different view on the job that Ralph Ranić has done this season. Yeah. I'm telling you yeah. now. Uh, yeah, and and the Ten Hag thing, like I think a lot of United fans think it's it's done, dusted. We'll, we'll be back to greatness again, or or like like he's he maybe not back to greatness, but he's he's definitely the right man for the job. Hmm. I, st- I think there's still question marks over him, uh, um, as how well he suited over Pochettino. I think I still would have went for Poch over. Ten Hag personally, um, mm. with, with 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 a lot of things, but um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, the, the, we've there's just so much going on with United that needs sorted. Uh, the 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 director of football situation needs resolved. Um, it looks like Ralph Rangnick won't have any input. Um, in, he won't. in that sort of level. This is another thing. Like people need to get real, right? If this guy has been influential in all of this stuff, do you really think they'd be letting him go off to do a managerial job with with yeah. Austria at the same time? Not and the whole chance. like six days a month thing is. Uh, honestly, what will happen? 
what will happen, he, he will just not be there one day. They won't put anything out because they probably won't need to. He'll be on Gardner Isn't that what they call it? When, when you get paid for the yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's what will end up happening because he's not in a he's not a technical director or a director of football, so they don't need to announce anything if they were to like let him go or whatever, pay him off, or he just left the role. But I, I can't foresee a situation where he's there in a couple of years. I, I really can't. He... he I think I think he's had enough of it. I think he's been beat for weeks, and uh, it doesn't surprise me that he's moving on to pastures. I think it? I think he's got a really he's lined up for a career in communications department, head of the PR team. He's a talker. He's, he's, do you know what? He's, he's PR. Media, You've got to give him yeah. this. You've got to give him this. Now, I, I do notice this with German managers, like Tuchel. He's, he speaks Tuchel's very well. He's, he's very PR savvy. Yeah. Um, in fairness to Tuchel, we give him a, we slide him off like he's been brilliant through um the whole ownership the ownership stuff uh, yeah, um, yeah and same with Emma as well I really like yeah I really yeah. like so no, Rafa you, no you don't George you said you wanted to make the five minutes ago no I don't I don't think he's uh, right no it doesn't matter <laughs> so, so we, we we can conclude this segment I think anyway with uh, sort of unanimous agreement Ralph Ranyet good good talker shit coach yes you yeah. pretty much yeah. agree there lovely yeah Liverpool through to another Champions League final. They uh, they made hairy work of it. Actually, I don't think I've ever seen them as poor as they were in the were in the first half. Well, certainly not for a while. Anyway, they probably played some worse stuff uh, under Hodgson and Co. But uh, it's been a while since I've seen them that poor. Uh, and it looked like the, the European specialist Don Unai Emery was going to get it done again. Um, and then the Villarreal goalkeeper uh, had a bit to do with Liverpool's comeback. It's funny, this, this guy, I remember him because we played them last year in the, in the semi-finals of the Europa League and we lost them. I said, the one thing that like, will haunt me to the grave about this tie is the fact that we did not test this keeper more because he is absolutely awful. He's terrible. How, I have to say, you know, he must be a genius to get to a European semi-final past the likes of Bayern Munich and, and Juventus mm. with... I think this guy might be a worse goalkeeper than Alex Runison, and that is saying something. He is that bad. Um, but Liverpool through. Uh, any chinks in the armour you think from that, or was it just a one-off bad half and uh, they'll just shelve it and move on to the weekend? I, th- I think it's not necessarily a chink in the armour because it's incredibly hard to do, but I think it sort of does prove if you want to beat Liverpool, you have to go hell for leather at them. And that's why yeah. I'm really out in the second half. I mean, giving credit to Unai, great, but he clearly told his team in the second half to set off them. That sort of Liverpool down to the ground. Classic Emery. Like, Classic Emery. Like, it's been like there and seen that, the first leg. Like, oh, well, that went so well in the first leg. We'll, um, we'll, we'll set off them. Give, 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 let them. Let them take a breath. Get a bit of confidence back. And then and then break us down. Mm. It, like, as soon as they set off them, it was, it was, it was game over. Um, yeah. Which it clearly, it clearly was an instruction from Emery to do that. So he's a fool for doing that. Because um, you have to just go at Liverpool, um, and Liverpool were always going to score anyway, no matter no matter yeah, what think, tactic yeah. you do. So you have to just go at them, and they were there. They looked shaky. They looked there for the taking, um, mm. and and but that's the way you have to go at them. Chelsea got that whenever we played them, we've got made them look. Um, not invincible, um, and um, should have beaten them a, a couple of times this season. So th- that's the way you have to go at them. Um, and um, I think Man City are probably the only team that could beat them that's there from the competition. Do you think though? Because I, like, I, I'm torn because I've seen Unai Emery, and the biggest criticism I would lever at the guy is he is obsessed with tinkering. It's yeah. his biggest undoing as a manager. He he overthinks stuff and changes stuff around, and it leads to confusion. Do you think it was simply the fact that they'd got the two goals, they were back in the tie, and so he thought, okay, we're going to sit off now, like we've done our bit? Or do you think it was... Do you think it was energy levels though? Can you sustain that that pace of of uh, and that intensity of just going at a team like Liverpool uh, for I, ninety I minutes? I get it doing it for. I get it doing it. Um, if you're, um, if it's later on in the game, it's just after half time. 
Uh, yeah, and, too early. Uh, too too early, and you're not even in the lead yet. You're not going through. No. The moment you, so, that, so you're essentially trying you're to do it for. Time. Um, yeah, exactly. You're trying to do it for sixty-five. Uh, 65? Yeah. No, 75 minutes. What um, I, yeah, what I would say on that is that there is a third factor of the quality of this Liverpool side and Klopp also having that team talk. Obviously, they're going to try and dominate the ball a little, be- little bit better. Mm. They can regain confidence. Yes, I do I do think it was part of the, you know, the strategy, the tactics for Villarreal to, to, to sit back. However, on top of that, to compound that, Liverpool were always going to try and dominate the ball a little bit better, move it a little bit quicker, use Trent to, you know, effectively, no one wants to see Trent with his back to to, to goal. Um, you want to see Trent in, in the opposition's half with the ball. And so effectively doing so, um, you know, changes the tie completely. And I, I do think Klopp will have... Um, communicated that to the team that they do need to control the ball a bit, a little bit better, and they they have the quality to be able to turn that around as well. On top of, you know, someone actively choosing to to sit back and defend. Mm. I, I, yeah, I think probably... I, I just don't think it was it wasn't it wasn't that Liverpool all of a sudden were amazing. It was it, mm. there was death. Like, yeah. they, they literally just dropped off. I'm I'm mm. be amazing to see the heat maps. I imagine it'll paint a picture. Uh, but... yeah. <laughs> I get your point. Like they were kind of playing. Like in this instance, it's three nil football. But essentially, yeah, it's yeah. when you're playing as if you've got a two goal lead or whatever, and you invite pressure on, but you've actually got. Well, they didn't have any lead. They, didn't they, have they, any they lead. were tight in the tie. But I'm saying, like when you invite pressure on, I think you can do it when you've got a bit of a buffer. But when it's yeah. there's a goal in it, in this case, also, it was a goal. You can also do it for as long as they kept their lead for about ten minutes against against the top side. It, it like Liverpool. If you, if you do proper backs against the wall, like just trying to clear it, it doesn't work. Minutes. You have to get Your very last lucky. 10 minutes before, yeah. Before you I mean, when you look at Liverpool, I think they failed to score in three games this season out of then, 60 yeah. odd they've played. It's the, not the very only thing many. Is, I, thought, I thought Villarreal should have a penalty before the, the, the second goal. I thought, I thought, yeah, it was interesting with Allison. Yeah. Um, but I suppose they did score like pretty soon put, after. Put so. Peter Walton said it was a free kick out. So that just tells me it was a definite penalty. It was a definite penalty, yeah. <laughs> um, but Liverpool through, so the quadruple's still on. Um, You're not allowed to Man say City... that. You, 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 you just have to do a, a shot of something oh. for saying that, that naughty word. It must get to people, because I, like, I have to say, out of all the like top six clubs or whatever, Liverpool bother me by far the least. But the thought of them doing a quadruple is... Pretty sickening. Opposite for me, Ireland. Yeah, United fans. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there's not real reason that Arsenal have never like we've never contested a title with them. They're not yeah. like, geographical rivals, apart from the fake COVID test stuff. Um, there's no real reason <laughs> for us to have beef for them. To be fair, yeah. Um, yeah. But we, we need them not to do the quadruple because cheaters never prosper. Um, just a quick preview for tomorrow's tie: Man City uh, taking a four-three lead to. The Bernabeu. How do we see that one? Is Pep going to galaxy brain it again? You, you, you can't write it off, can you? You really can't. Oh, especially can't. with just this, this... I don't know, there's something I actually really like about this Real Madrid side. I know they've knocked out Chelsea and that, maybe that's... Um, well, actually, some people would be really bitter about it. Um, I, I think there's something quite magical about the fact that they're so poor mm. and yet they're they're just grinding these results. Finding a way to get it done. It hurts. Like it hurts when it's your team. So I would love that against Pep Guardiola's City, especially with his history with Barcelona, um, and his just um consistent cock ups in the Champions League. And I think you, you can't write him off for, for maybe doing something stupid like putting Laporte up front or something like that. It'd just be yeah, I, I, I'd love to see it. But yeah, should we make a prediction, yeah. uh, like a genuine prediction, as to as to what tackle? As to what he'll do. What, what, he'll what do. what's the injury? What's the injury situation? Yeah, have have they got any right back? Oh. Well, it's Cancelo. Um, it. Did he play the weekend? They didn't have because John Stones played there, didn't he? And then they brought Fernandinho on um, in the first leg. I'm on the the good website. With all the injuries. I just typed in injuries. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, it. Kyle Walker's out. Nathan Ake's out. 
and John Stones is out. Cancelo looks so like Cancelo's probably back. So we're not going to see Jesus at right back. Someone genuinely asked him that in the press conference. They were like, "Could we see Jesus at right back?" Um, I don't think you would you would ask any other manager that, but I wouldn't put it past Pep to try something like that. Um, I don't know. Maybe he'll play. Maybe he'll play without a goalkeeper. Try and create overloads yeah. in other areas of the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I well, Kyle, Kyle, because you have to have a goalkeeper on the pitch. So Kyle Walker, goalkeeper, mm. um, goalkeeper, injured. right back, and he's injured, mate. He's injured. Look, in, yeah, in, no, injured Kyle Walker. In goal. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, it, 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 Kyle Walker's seventy-five percent chance of playing, according to Premier League. Seventy-five percent chance of playing in goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. Um, Oh. I I I wouldn't. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. My guess is he switches to, uh, to to two defensive midfielders. That would be my. Is that like is that like a ge- genuine like one? That you think yeah, you I'm, I'm trying like to think it. of a genuine one. Yeah, I'll go two D. Didn't he against Chelsea last season? Because you played them twice, beat them twice. He went from he played like a turgid midfield in the FA we, Cup we game. We played them, and then he just times. didn't play a DM in the final. We played them three times in the, in the last in the running. Yeah, league, one was a league, league game, league wasn't Cup, it? Where they'd already and, won it, and, and the final. He didn't play mm. his best eleven once in any of them, and in yeah. the final, and in the finally, he dropped Fernandinho. For yeah, because that was uh, I seem to recall like in the FA Cup game, I think he played Fernandinho and Rodri, and then in the Champions yeah, yeah. League game, he's like, all right, That's screw it, it, neither of them can play. <laughs> so yeah, he just uh, it frustrates me as well because I kind of see like second-hand evidence of it at Arsenal. Like every time Arteta does some galaxy brain bullshit, I'm just like, yep, yeah, Pep inspired that. Hundred percent, he's got that sort of idea from fucking Pep. So the next time I see like a Willian false nine equivalent, um, that's on Josep Guardiola. Um, quick prediction, guys. What, what do we honestly think? Do we think City get it done? Yeah, one nil, one nil City. Yeah, that, I know that's ridiculous. Yeah, that seems like quite a, quite a ridiculous prediction considering the, the uh, result. But one, it's, one it's a cagey one, you know. I, I don't know how City will approach it because, like, you don't see them defend Leeds. It was weird in the Atleti game because kind of they were in control for three quarters of the tie. But then in the second half of the second leg, they kind of lost the plot a little bit and mm. were actually quite lucky to, to to keep the lead for the tie and obviously go through. Um, I don't know. what Sitting on a one-goal lead is weird and obviously away goals aren't a thing anymore. So... It's it's not as I, like if if away goals were a thing, Man City probably would have to go there and try to score because if you lose one nil, you're going to go out. Um, but they're not, so I, I don't know. I don't know how they'll play it. I'm, I'll go. I'll go Real Madrid. Um, I think Cream the dr- the dream, not Ali's brother. Don't get excited, Cream. Uh, Benzema. <laughs> um, he, I I think he's gonna. I I I could just see him stepping up, and I also just think. Man City in the Champions League, I think they might bottle it. Good. Um, that's what I like to hear. Um, so I'm going to hope that's the case. Um, although it's it's weird. Do, do, do you have a preference over Man City or or Liverpool winning the Champions League? Well, uh, again, what I will say about Liverpool, it doesn't bother me if they win it. Like, yes, they're pretty annoying but like when you compare it to man city winning their first or god forbid when they played fucking tottenham in the final i mean jesus christ i feel like that's part of it with liverpool and me it's like i'll always owe them just arsenal as a club will always owe them just for that so i definitely prefer liverpool over man city i mean i'd rather just real madrid won it but it's tough. Like I'd rather City win the Premier League and Liverpool win the Champions League, but I'd much rather Madrid win. Win, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Champions yeah. League. Saying, this, this bullshit of support the English teams. I mean, surely uh, that's not a thing anymore. Good God. No. It... I seem to remember, like when you guys won the Champions League in 2012. For whatever reason, like obviously it wasn't on Twitter at the time, and it's kind of not as intense with the rivalries. It's like. Yeah. It didn't actually bother me that much, but then it bothers me a lot more like now. And obviously, you added a second to it last year, but like yeah. retrospectively, you get a lot more like stick about it. And I think with Man City, I just look, we need to get back into the Champions League before we can even talk about fucking winning it for the first time one day. We're a long way off that, but I just don't, I, I never want them to win it. And I know they yeah. probably will because they've just got loads and loads of money no, to just I, keep I, throwing I like, out. I like the group of Champions League winners 
being as small as possible, especially English uh, winners. Yeah. Um, so, I, 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 yeah, I, if I had to choose, I probably would pick Liverpool as long as they don't win the league. Um, yeah, no, yeah, that's a really good caveat. That you're, you're in a position though to stop them doing the quadruple with the uh, FA yeah, Cup. As we've just so. as we've just done half a podcast on Harry, I don't have too much faith in us to do that at the moment. <laughs> no, I feel like you 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 do something against Liverpool. We'll come we'll come we'll do a preview close to the time, but I feel like you've played well in the games and not gotten anything out of them. You know, so you could be due one. Um, we'll leave it there for tonight. Thanks for joining me, boys. Um, thanks everyone for listening uh, to any Man United fans tuning in uh, I will give you a right of reply if you think we're being absurd about Ranić or indeed the overall state of your club we are looking to do some Man United podcasts over the summer because I feel like there's a lot to unpick I don't think one your, podcast your, your does it your Twitter handle is um, Tactical Alley isn't it on, on yeah, yeah so tat- <laughs> tat- Tactical Alley is my Twitter handle so if you want to send me any abuse just direct it there um, yeah Lovely jobby. Thank you very much for joining me, boys. Uh, get your tweets into Tactical Alley, and we'll catch you all on the next one. Cheers. Cheers.